Here you're probably seeing this either on Instagram TV or on the podcast and you're listening literally just audible right now. Uh, but first of all, I just want to thank you for listening and tuning in. It means a lot to me. Uh, and today's topic is going to be more or less about the critic in the world and just how important uh, the very small percentage of people are that actually make a difference uh, and then how uh, inadvertently irrelevant the critic is in the world today. Um, and so that's the importance of the topic because I've had a lot of conversation with different friends on the phone and family members on behalf of this exact topic, which is basically just fear of criticism. So we're going to get right into it. But if you're watching this on Instagram, you can also go right over to the podcast link in my bio and click right into Apple Podcasts. You can listen to the entire thing there. I know how Instagram is. You just swipe on through and you move on in life. Uh, that's what I do. So if you want to listen to the whole episode, you can go there. For those of you listening on my podcast already, I am super grateful. You guys are a blessing. If you can leave a rating, that would be absolutely phenomenal and up just awesome for me because it helps get the podcast out there and it helps bring in the popularity a little bit more. As most of you already know, um, there are different products that I offer and sell through using nutrition and things of that nature. Um, and the one thing I will say is just how astounding it might be considering this entire COVID epidemic, which is really not a virus epidemic as much as it is a uh, crisis of health epidemic and um, the importance of health and how people need to value their health and take upon themselves the duty in which it is going to be to bestow to take care of yourself. Um, you cannot rely on medical established prescription medications, systematic managerial energy over your disease, if you will, through the allopathic medicine model. Uh, we know that to be true. I've gone over that in my podcast. And again, one big way to break that matrix is basically to start to supplement, um, start to take in nutrition, healthy products with your skin, with your hair, um, with everything that you are, it's important that you consider healthier alternatives to the possibilities that you're using today. So with all that being said, we're going to get right into the podcast. I will be going live on Facebook as well. I've noticed if, you, if you're not on my Facebook, you need to add me on Facebook. You can just type in my name first and last and add me or follow me if, if the friend thing doesn't work. Um, but the Facebook posts I've been posting lately have been getting a lot of traction as well. A lot of people seem to be enjoying those Facebook posts. Um, I have never given up on Facebook. I did a Facebook course years ago and I realized how important Facebook is and was uh, back then uh, and is still going to be into the future. This, of course, is considering the fact that I may be banned on Facebook based on the topics that I cover. I'm sure that some people will end up flagging my videos or something like that. So um, here we go. I'm going to go live on Facebook starting now. Hello, everybody on Facebook. The first thing I'm going to say right up front is that you can finish this podcast I'm going to more than likely post it in the comments if you're doing this a rebroadcast. And if you're on a rebroadcast, just say rebroadcast. You can put in the comments rebroadcast. I'm watching the rebroadcast just so I know kind of an idea of who's live and then who isn't. If you're live watching this at any given time, obviously you can post anywhere. Um, but you can finish the podcast. I'm going to be uploading it in the comments right here in the post. I mean, it's going to be right in the comments. 
you can punch that link and it'll punch you right over to iTunes, Apple Podcast. If you have an Android, by the way, I am on Spotify, so I know a lot of you are there. And then not only that, but we are also on uh, Stitcher and Google Play. So there's a, a handful of different podcast platforms that I'm actually on. So with all that being said, everyone now knows from Instagram to everywhere else, it seems that you can listen to the audible part of this podcast and complete it in its episode format in podcast, anywhere podcast is provided. So uh, today we're going to talk about the critic that exists in the world. And the first thing I'm going to do right now is read to you my favorite quote. And those of you who are very close to me understand what that quote is. It is by Teddy Roosevelt, Theodore Roosevelt, and it is this. It is the poem called The Man in the Arena. It's a speech that he gave. Now hear these words, okay? I'm going to go over it too. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. So with the man in the arena, referring to the critic is referring not to the person who's a failure. That's not the person that he's referring to in this poem or in this speech. He's referring to the nobody, essentially. The person that just goes along to get along. The person that is not a leader, that is a follower. The person that knows neither victory nor defeat, a cold and timid soul. Think about that description. A cold and timid soul who knows neither victory nor defeat. So they don't know victory or defeat because they're never in the arena. They never actually do something with their lives. It's very deep. And it's my favorite quote because not only is it acknowledging the critic as a as essentially an, an, an irrelevant Um, somebody who doesn't really matter. And so to be bogged down by the cold and timid souls is almost contrary to who you are, right? When you think about it, why would you tolerate being bogged down by a cold and timid soul who will know neither victory nor defeat, who will be perished into the books of time and space, who will have no relevance whatsoever? That is most people. 
And it's not a downplay on people because I do believe all people have a purpose. I'm not saying that not all people have a purpose, but it is especially particular to the people who will criticize the person that is doing the very good deeds or the deeds that he sees as striving greatly, right? And the person who strives valiantly, who sh comes short again and again. So again, this is a very beautiful quote. Um, I'm gonna be, I'm getting a poster of it basically in my room. It's just I'm trying, trying to do some room decor around here. I might have, I might end up putting it actually behind me for for the camera view. But very important quote. And uh, if you're on Facebook right now, I'd actually love to get your feedback on that quote in particular. Have you heard it before? Um, what do you think about it? And how does it resonate with you? And what are some of the things that you can practically say in your life uh, uh, that you've applied it to or that just overall you've seen that cold and timid soul? Um, you know, And that's just the most important aspect of this entire thing, which is to know how do you resonate with that, right? And so I've noticed that lately I've posted on my Facebook and I've had, I would say about 90% positive feedback or like more constructive trying to create a dialogue feedback. I would say about 10% has been negative. And I will say this about that. So we have, um, so long time ago, I did this whole course on Facebook and I realized that I needed to post more controversial topics. That way I can get a good idea of, you know, you know, just how um, negative people can post their stuff and comment and criticize uh, and just get an idea of like how often that happens and then really who those people are. And I would, I looked at these people, this was like four years ago. And I looked at some of these people that were negatively commenting because I would purposefully post a controversial thing. And so I would look at the people negatively commenting and, and putting in uh, their opinion, but being very destructive about it. They were not being constructive. And so what I noticed was I had to evaluate my relationship with them. Obviously, if it's like low tier, like I don't even know who that is, right? Um, usually if it's destructive, I would end up eliminating the comment entirely or even just blocking that person or unfriending them if I was their friend for some reason. And so my thing here is this, it is totally okay to block people uh, on Facebook or to rid them from your feed if they are negative and pessimistic and extremely toxic. I'm not saying this to the people that want to have a constructive dialogue, that do seek an, a, a real solution, the solution-oriented person. That's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about genuinely negative. And so when you delete somebody like off your feed or off your Facebook or off your Instagram or off wherever, you have to really, you're evaluating, you know, who is that person in my life overall? Do I really care deeply about that particular person and do they belong there in my life? So that's very, very important and it, it goes to the matrix of friendships and that's principle number seven in the, in the second season and friendships are important because we understand that your proximity is power. So your friendships on the internet as well can very easily be just as harmful to your regular everyday life because you can end up getting bogged down by their negativity and their comments and the hypocrisy potentially and just a bunch of other problems that comes from negative people as most of you know who those people are. Um, just get rid of those people. You don't really need to tolerate them because from Teddy Roosevelt's perspective, 
those are the cold and timid souls. So most of those people won't actually even post their own opinion on their own Facebook. Think about it like that. They'll go and comment on your post, but they won't actually openly post it on their posts, you know? Um, and, and there's, there's a lot, there's a lot to that. But the thing is, is you have to just overall make those kinds of assessments and make those kinds of judgments very early on and, uh, make those kinds of things swiftly. Don't, don't be so, uh, bogged down by that. Now, here's another point I want to make. I've noticed another thing with these Facebook posts, which are basically that sometimes I'm posting on Facebook and people are watching the comments. I notice that people really read comments and Facebook is actually trying to really uh, get rid of comments, by the way. So they're actually trying to, they're trying to get rid of comments because because there's certain things that are posted that lean a certain political direction. Let's just put it that way. And there's so many negative comments that basically Facebook, YouTube is already making it to where you can disable comments. So before you even upload a video, you can disable the comments. You can basically be like, no one can comment on this, right? So that's like edging towards the ultimatum YouTube and Facebook are looking at, which is to eliminate comments. Think about that. So what it is, is it's trying to basically eliminate negative feedback on policies or ideology that they perhaps prefer while at the same time making the person who's posting this stuff alone feel lonely and they don't have that interaction. They have no dialogue. So I want you to think about that. They're trying to get rid of comment sections on Facebook. As we've seen, the tyranny on Facebook has been unbelievable. Um, and so again, and I know most people, uh, or not most people, but I know some people out there will even flag my posts and they'll flag my videos at least someday. So I'm building a website. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be announcing a lot of stuff in the future. I'm doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes. As of as of right now, you probably see that I'm turned around. I'm actually um, I was facing that direction before, and now I'm facing this direction. So I've done some switches on the home office front. But anyways, those are those are the people watching on Facebook and on Instagram. Those of you listening on my podcast, you're probably wondering what I'm talking about. Um, so anyways, but moving on. Okay. So with that being said, with the comment section on my Facebook, um, and for those of you also again in podcast and or the, the someone's like firing fireworks in my around my house. I don't even know what's going on. Uh, but you're probably wondering what am I talking about? It was you need to go add me on Facebook if you're listening to the podcast and you're a, you're a subscriber. Uh, you need to add me on Facebook because that's where a lot of other stuff pops off and uh, there's a lot of dialogue there. And you can message me by the way. So anybody can anybody knows me enough to where um, if they message me, I more than likely will get back to you. Um, it does, it does take me like 12 to 24 hours to respond sometimes. Um, but that's because I just have a lot of things going on. So just be patient with me on that, on that uh, regard. Uh, but let's talk about the comments. So we, so with people commenting, let me just say, there's a lot of people I've had people actually personally hit me up and be like, Hey, I want to know what to say to this. I want to know how, what do you think about this? Because my friend told me that. And so there's a lot of people asking me my opinion about stuff and I'm like, oh, I think that I, I think it's because the way in which I debate and have dialogue with people is enjoyable. Let's just put it that way. It's enjoyable for people who are, who are reading some of the dialogue I'm having on the uh, comment section in my posts. And so this is what I have to say about that. Okay. I have to read to you guys the quote that is literally posted in the description of this entire thing. Um, so hold on, let me find it. 
Um, let me see if I can see it. Okay, so basically, all right, it's from the Art of War. Okay, and it is simply this. Okay, and follow along here. Okay, uh, if a man knows himself and knows his opponent, he need not fear a hundred battles. If he knows himself but not his opponent, for every victory he will suffer a defeat. If he knows neither himself nor his opponent, he will suffer defeat in every battle. So let's dissect that. The first part is very key. If a man knows himself and his opponent, he need not fear a hundred battles. So, in my world of thinking, I do my very best to study collectivism and communism and really just this overall ideology that has plagued our millennial class especially uh, on behalf of the way they think. And so because I've studied collectivism and the re I understand it. Basically, I understand their perspective, even the most sincere collectivist communist. They don't know that's what they are, but that's what they are. They don't know. They would never say I'm a communist. I mean, there's very few people who will actually say that. But people defending um, leftism uh, and different things that I'll post about, let's say, for example, on my stuff, they don't actually realize that they are doing so from a collectivist ideology. But it's a subconscious thing, so they don't understand it. But because I've already dove into that, that pool, if you will, of knowledge, and I understand why people think that way. They're programmed. I, I understand the program they're in. Let's just go from the matrix perspective. I understand the program that they are on. I, I played that program before. And a part of me was in that world and that ideology when I was a teenager. So I understand it in, in a sense of, you know, we're trying to beat the system, but they don't realize that the system has circumnavigated their ideology already and is actually able to use the lemmings in the world to implement their system while thinking they're anti-establishment at the same time. So it's a beautiful and wonderful paradox that people seem to fall into and um, it's very interesting to watch because I've studied collectivism. I understand what someone's already gonna say on my post on Facebook, for example, before they even say it. I'll have conversations even with my roommates sometimes and we don't all agree on stuff. But for the most part, when I bring up a topic, there's almost a reason I do it in a way because I'm trying to – I already know what's the consensus on the, on the topic in mainstream ideology, especially with millennials. Like I know what millennials think about um, climate change already. Like I already understand what they think about it. You know what I mean? So I can – I've already reverse engineered it to where I know what they're already going to say before they say it. And I already have a 30,000-foot view that can actually bring about – bring – if they're open to it, bring them a new level of clarity on behalf of the whole situation. 
So I do that and my very best, I do that with almost every single topic that I bring up and you can see that and you know that based on the things that I do bring up that I'm not gonna talk about stuff that I don't know about. And another thing that this is just advice for anybody is um, when you share something on your Facebook, you, you don't need to just share it, you wanna understand it completely. So you wanna really get into it to where you understand what that person's saying. And that's why my content is very shareable. My content is shareable because I'm not trying to speak to my audience, if you will. I'm speaking to the common man, the common thinker, uh, and I would even say the common sense thinker. And so what happens is I level the playing field with common sense. It allows a lot of people to have that resonation. They really feel and understand it because that's the thing about it is because I study collectivism, I'm, I'm understanding that because uh, because I'm very passionate about truth, logic, common sense, and principles. And this is going to be a whole other podcast, but there's tribal nature dealing around cultish behavior um, and ideology uh, and values uh, based on wherever the wind blows, okay? Then there's another level of people that base their lives and ideology on principles, where principles are staples. They stay in place and they're solid. That's why in the beginning of this podcast from season two, I have 10 principles that are established as ways to acknowledge the pretty much the ideology in which I'm uh trying to bestow upon you, but this the stuff that I live into. Like what I just said about friendship, principle number seven, I live that in my life every single day, right? So I'm able to attract new friends and new acquaintances and even family members that I don't know as well and bring them back into life. I'm able to really understand them. They're able to really understand me. Uh, and it's because I value like minds and I bring that energy to the table when I'm addressing my friendships. So uh, this is all very true in that re- in that regard. So going back to dialogue on my Facebook, two things are happening. Number one is because I've already studied the, the enemy playbook, if you will, um, I already know what people are gonna say before they say it. So in some cases, and I mean, this sounds ridiculous, I have prepared responses for particular things that I already know they're going to bring, the the critic is going to bring up. And it's funny that it's so predictable that I don't, there's no emotional charge towards the post. I I read it and I laugh because I'm, there's people commenting that are negative. I look at it and I think to myself, well, I already know what they're saying because I understand what they think because I know the TV show they watch. I know the news they watch. I understand where they got their opinion. I know who influences them. So those are very key things. Who influences people, what books they maybe even read, even those deep intellectuals. And so because I already felt like, I mean, I'm not saying I know everything. I'm just saying that I dove into it. And so because of that, I'm able to have almost a canned response prepared for somebody to already come at me with something, right? So while that's happening, at the same time, there is a, a really an army of all of you who are probably going to watch this. I mean, you may not watch the whole thing on Facebook, but you may catch the uh, podcast on podcast. 
And those of you listening to the podcast or or whatever have you, uh, watching it anywhere else, you'll realize that um, at the end of the day, there is going to be an army of individuals who back me up because we all have like minds. And so I've noticed that there are quite a bit of people that will literally fight battles for me on dialogue with Facebook posts. And and it sounds ridiculous to say, but I'm just mentioning it because it's come up in my life recently. But we are all together on this. And there are a lot of people that private message me stuff and that call me and that text me that are all in the same agreement. Like, you don't understand. There are at least couple dozen people in the last like week and a half or so that I've reached out to or that have reached out to me that really are on the same page. And what I'm saying is that truth, logic, and common sense, it is popular. People can't say it openly, but they believe it. They understand it. And so I want you guys all to realize that there are good people out there and that we're all going to get together and we're all going to share uh, ideas that we are all kind of founded in principles on. And so that's what's really most important. And so that's why I wanted to share this today, guys, is don't worry about the critic in your life. Don't worry about all of that. Truly, really live out the man in the arena poem. Um, and if you do that, then you realize that a very small percentage of leaders actually make differences in the world to begin with. So why are you bothered by the masses? The masses never decide anything. And this is a truth bomb that everyone needs to hear right now. In America, we are not a democracy. It is not a mob rule in this country. It is not a majority rule. It is a constitutional republic, which means it's a representative government, which means that there is no... Uh, it's equal representation. There is no mob rule. There is no, oh, the majority decide. In your brain, on the very surface level of your brain, in your IQ, it says, yeah, the majority should decide what's best because who cares about the minority? But in reality, it is the individual that has the power. The Constitution preserves and protects the individual, not the collective. And the founders understood this principle. They understood that if a democracy ruled in this country, the country would go downward very fast because the majority of people, and I mean this with no disrespect, but the majority of people do not study the issues. They do not understand what's really going on in the world. And to have a mob rule, it would lead into catastrophe need not look any further than what is going on with rioting and the way that people think today in their politics. It is absolutely insane. The um, the Democrats in this world are like delusional communists and the head Democrats are just a pathetic bunch of losers who are, you personally are smarter than most of the Democrats, okay? Just just throwing the politicians, okay? And so that's the sad part. The Republicans are weak country club Republicans. They're, they're just people who go along to get along. They have good ideas and maybe some solid principles, but they get run over by culture and they have no idea how to connect with culture whatsoever. It's really quite embarrassing, to be honest. And so 
the thing about it is, is we cannot have a majority rule in the country because a lot of people are just plain dumb and they don't do their research. And so that's what's very key about representative government. We have a representative who literally spends, who's supposed to spend their entire waking moments studying the issues of your particular county or district that voted you in. That's what the representative government is. And so you hear out all the different people that live there that do different things, that have different lifestyles. And so you get a collective on it and you realize what's most important. And so that's what people have to realize about the American constitutional government that we're in that is being systematically destroyed and, and basically outlawed that we realize we have to preserve and protect. And the Republicans are too weak and pathetic. And then the Democrats are crazed communist sellouts. And so there's this, this ideology of we need to kind of merge something in between and uh, basically have it to where we understand that the things at a fundamental level. That's more political and I'm just addressing some of the Facebook stuff that's been going on. Um, but regardless, I hope that all of you on the podcast take it into heart just how important it is to value your friendships and realizing the difference between the losers, the critics, the nobodies who will literally leave no mark on history whatsoever. They will just disappear. And the winners and the friends that and the values that you share and cultivate because we are tribal. And um, gosh, and I don't even want to get into this right now, but it's like the diversity of people is the gift. And America created a, a country, a place, a physical place where all these different ideologies and, and people and cultures can come together and still somehow manage a country, still somehow realize the, the capacity of which we can be governed together. So it's a miraculous fucking experiment that is unbelievable, that is being completely trashed and destroyed when there's nowhere else in the world that you can do the things that you can do in America. And even some people are like, oh, there's freedom here, there's freedom there. Dude, there are bankers who control every part of the world including America. But American system, the constitution, the the underlying system is the most under attack. And we have to realize that that is the foundation of where we are in our world. And it's what holds everything together in this country, unlike any other country in the world. We are the last country to be able to buy and sell firearms legally and lawfully. Think about that. So it's, you know, when you think about it in that terminology, that's that we we are not we are very far away from uh, from other countries. And so we can't be the last bastion that gets taken over and run over. Uh, we have to stand our ground and not allow collectivism to defeat individualism. And if somebody wants to write that in the comments, that's that's the key from this whole thing, too. So we're, it's collectivism versus individualism. It's the well-meaning, well-intentioned collectivist who is trying to destroy the individual because their fundamental belief as a collectivist is that a majority rule um, means what's best for everyone because it's majority rule. No, the individual is still the individual and everyone is different. And you value those differences and you take it upon yourself as a governing body to uh, really uh, take that – the, the individual and maximize their potential and realize that everybody matters. You don't want collectivist groupthink doing anything in this country. 
Um, and so anyways, that's my rant and I appreciate you guys chiming in. You guys are absolutely wonderful. You can share this anywhere and everywhere if you'd like. I'd absolutely love that. Um, and comment, you know, you know, comment, share, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Review. If you're there on the podcast as well, you guys are absolutely wonderful. And, um, overall, thank you. Um, and I hope you guys take this to heart and realize that to save the quote with Teddy Roosevelt and the, and the art of war as well. I'll po- post them. I've posted them already. Um, I'll post the image in the comments in my Facebook, but overall you guys, you guys know what's going on. I mean, this is the key thing to everything. So we, we have to realize that we're all connected and we're all able to, um, just communicate and, and still share ideas. Uh, even if we have to do so privately, just know that there's a majority of people the silent majority that don't always go about that. And so that's that's the meaning of this entire podcast as well. So you guys stay blessed. Peace.